0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. This story from Paul Schwartz of the New York Post, who had exclusive details on this Wink Martindale-Brian Dayball situation, where Brian Dayball ends up firing Wink's right-hand man, the outside linebacker's coach, and the linebacker's coach brother, who was a defensive assistant. And Wink was really upset about this, cursed out Brian Dable, called him a mother effer, stormed out of the office, went to the airport, flew down to Sarasota, never told the Giants that he was resigning, but told people close to him that he was resigning, and then that ended up getting to all the football insiders that he had resigned. So right now, unsettled, crazy, two Rams at the top of the mountain locking horns. Good morning, Boomer. How are you? Good morning, Gio. It's
1: uh, it's it's funny listening to this particular story because I think it was Jay Glazer who broke it on Fox somewhere in the middle of the season. Yep, yep. All right. So when somebody like that, like Glazer, and he, he's usually spot on, or Adam Schefter, most most of the time these guys are they're on it and they know exactly what's going on. But when they do report some sort of dysfunction within a building. You know, that's got to rankle the feathers of the head coach, the general manager and the owner. And I would think that those three gentlemen would sit in a room and say, "Okay, what is this all about? Or at least the owner would want to know from the coach what's going on. Why is this out there? And the coach is not stupid. The coach has been a um, an assistant coach for years. Uh, he knows exactly what the situation you know, could be if they're going to be fired, if they're not going to be fired. He knows exactly what his assistant coaches would be doing. They'd be calling up. They'd be asking and looking for other jobs, possibly setting themselves up for their next stop. Now, I don't know exactly what went on between these guys. All I do know is that you know, when you fire the right-hand man of your defensive coordinator, there's a reason you do that. He's either ineffective as a coach. uh, He's gone against things that you've asked him to do as the head man. Uh, He's been late to meetings. I'm not saying he is. I'm just giving you different reasons as to why things like this happen. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, There could be other things that go on late at night that we don't know about. Maybe it's not fighting over the last piece of pizza. Maybe it's the the last beer or something. You You just never know because of the stress that is involved in the job how these things start manifesting themselves and then get out of control. And then if one of these people did call Jay Glazer and did somehow intimate to Glazer that there was a problem within the staff and basically was laying it at the feet of Brian Dayball, Brian Dayball's got to react. He's got to do something. And maybe he has sat on it for five to six weeks to see if he can get his team to win, which, in fact, he did. And he had his team playing hard, and we've given him credit for all of that. We also like Wink. We also like what Wink's defense has done and how they played for him hard. Um, but there was something going on, obviously, that the coach had, had to make a decision. Now, making the decision that Dayball did by firing Wink's right-hand man, the outside linebacker, Coach Wilkins, Dayball had to know that this was going to set Wink off because he didn't sit down and say, Hey, Wink, you know this? I got to get rid of this guy. It sounds to me like he just did this on his own.
0: Yeah, it does, and he he did it after the press conference where he said he was firing two coaches and Thomas McGahey and Bobby Johnson, the O-line coach. And Bobby Johnson, that's significant because that was his guy that he brought from Buffalo. They had been close, and firing him was probably a very difficult thing. So as Paul Schwartz reported that he goes after that press conference to Wink, brings Wink into the office and tells him, hey, we're firing these two guys uh, that are very close to you, and that's when... Wink went crazy. So, yes, it it sounds like it wasn't on the table up until that very moment after that press conference. And you're right, because Schwartz also did say, Paul Schwartz of the Post, did say that after that Jay Glazer report, Brian Dable brought the defensive staff in and said, OK, what's what's going on? If anybody's got a problem, let's lay it out there now. Let's get through this, because obviously this is getting out And someone wants this to be a story, so let's handle it right now. And by the way, if in fact that
1: part of that story is true, good good for Brian Dable for doing that. Good for him bringing the guys in and saying, you know, because he seems like to be a pretty upfront guy. Now, this could be a backstabbing business. Mm -hmm. You know, there's insecurity all over the 32 teams and their coaching staffs because you never know what the billionaire owner is going to do. And, you know, we've seen already... Five or six times, where you scratch your head as to what's happening with the organization when it's going down. But again, we don't know the internal reasons as to why. And I, I think this. Uh, I hope that th- I, I don't think this is repairable. I really don't. I, I think if if Week is telling people he resigned and then took off to Sarasota, <laughs> I mean that's ridiculous. I mean, maybe he just needed a place to cool down. Maybe that's where his second home is. And maybe he just needed to get out of New York. Uh, but you know. You know, headstrong coaches, this this will happen. And, um, you know, it really uh, – unfortunately, the perception is dysfunction on one hand. On the other hand, it shows me that Brian Dabo is large and in charge. Oh. Like, he's not going to be pushed around. Nobody's going to tell him what to do. And, you know, he's been waiting a long, long time to become a head coach of a football team. And, you know, he is, he's got to be the one that handles it and runs it and makes the decisions – because he's the one that's facing the media every goddamn
0: day and also has to deal with the general manager and the owner. Right, sure. And Ed, these insiders, they know what they're doing. They know where to go for information. And I wouldn't be surprised, I don't know this, but I wouldn't be surprised if it was one of the two Wilkins that got fired that Brian Dable was able to sniff out that they were the guys that had gone to Jay Glazer and told him it was a problem. It's either that or Wink or one of Wink's guys. He's like, I can't have this. It's not working. We're grinding against one another, and I got respect for Wink, but I, this is not going to happen. At some point, someone needs to establish dominance, and dominance has to come from the head coach. So I give credit to Brian Dave. you don't want to lose Wink Martindale, but if it's not working, it's not working. These guys can be great and they could be good together like they have been. They could be great separately, but maybe it just doesn't jive. Maybe the personalities just don't jive in the way well, that this could be a long-term relationship.
1: Yeah, you know, there were early, there were games early on where where Winks' defense wasn't up to snuff, wasn't really playing that well. And remember, this is the defense that also traded Leonard Williams yep. in the middle of the season. And it was like a give-up point, but the defense never gave up. Defense played tough. They played hard. They they went. They got after people. And Wink loves the blitz. And he got after opposing quarterbacks. And he's one of the reasons why the Giants had a modicum of success this year, I'm sure. Uh, I, I think that they would like to retool some of the things going on around that defense. But, you know, <laughs> at the end of the day, there's one head man. And there can only be one head man. And if Wink wants to be a head coach somewhere else, then, lo and behold, go try to be a head coach somewhere else. And then you run the show. And then you tell the offense what you want. If, the, if, the, if the, the head coach is offensive-minded and he needs a defense that's going to be supportive and not give up, you know, 50-yard touchdown passes to Dak Prescott, you know, back-to-back-to-back, to back to back, you know, then he's going to say something to that defensive coordinator and say, what the hell are we doing? Or if there is a particular position on the defense that continues to make the same mistake week in and week out, then there is a problem with the coaching. Then there then that's where, you know, now all of a sudden you as a head coach realize that why are the same guys making the same mistakes and, you know, they're good enough to be here. And if they just do what they're supposed to do and be taught and what they're taught to do, then they should be, you know, they should be doing better.